Welcome to Your Life and Money, where we believe that financial planning is not just about numbers, it's about your life. I'm Brad Smith, joined always by Tim Barodi, and each episode we'll be sharing stories from real people who have used life-centered planning to achieve their goals and dreams. At Advice First, we believe that the key to financial success is aligning your money with your values and your priorities. And we're here to help you do just that. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on the journey to a life-centered plan. All right, welcome back, everybody, and uh, welcome to uh, Your Life and Money with uh, Brad Smith and Tim Barodi. Today, we're going to talk about uh, life's transitions, which is we feel is uh, super important to consider. If you th- think uh, for a moment about... Um, you know, the typical financial advisor relationship, it's often more about uh, the money and not so much about the, uh, you know, kind of those significant life transitions that uh, people have. So we think it's actually more important to uh, focus on those life transitions than it is just to, to look about look at uh, the money sort of thing. So, yeah, a lot of times this is uh, overlooked in a lot of relationships, financial advisor, client relationships. This is one of those things that we bring right to the forefront uh, with the conversations that we have with clients because we recognize that um, transitions in life have a really big impact on people, uh, not only on a kind of a personal level, um, you know, let's say from a stress level as an example, uh, but also from that financial perspective. So one of the things we like to say is you, you we'd rather prepare than uh, repair when you get there. So we're always kind of looking ahead. So Tim, uh, jumping right in, there seems to be a lot of uh, transitions that people go through. If you start to think about it, you can mm-hmm. get yourself into a rabbit hole pretty quick on all the transitions. <laughs> uh, so yeah, tell us a little bit more about you know what kind of transitions people like uh, would have to kind of go through. Yeah, and I mean that's why we wanted to to have an episode specifically around this topic. Is um, I know in a, in a few other episodes we've we've kind of hinted at there's this number of there could be 60 or up to 60 different transitions that people might go through. And, um, and yeah, well, like you said, a lot of people don't consider those or don't always think about all those things. And again, the necessarily the financial impacts that some of those transitions have. So the, the common ones, again, what you typically hear if you go somewhere is again, retirement, educate your kids, buy a house, right? Well, there's three of, of 60 potential, right? right? Exactly. Um, if we're only looking at those three, we're not doing a very good job of, of what your life might look like. Again, that's the whole idea of, of what we're trying to accomplish here. So um, what what we do is we use a tool that, that I love to use, and it's called the Financial Lifelines. And it it kind of breaks these transitions into six different categories, which we're going to review here quickly. Um, but it also assigns a date and a number as best we can to it. So what it ends up doing is providing this timeline over the rest of your life as best we can look at it and as best as we can estimate what's going to happen in the future. Um, but it gives us that really clear picture of all these different things and all the different impacts that that might come along the way. And and I know you and I are going to share some personal kind of stories and, and how some of these transitions have impacted us in a couple minutes here. But but yeah, it's it's really when when people see it. And again, if, if you listen to our, our episode around the bucket, like these two things fit very, very closely together 
in that you, you're really starting to draw out a picture of what somebody's financial life looks like and, and really bring that clarity into view uh, for our clients. So, um, yeah, so jumping kind of right into those categories, um, the first one is your family, right? So what are all the things that could happen to your family or, or with your family or, or that? So why don't you share just a couple of the different kind of things that you need to consider or that you'd be looking at in that family type of category when it comes to transitions? Yeah, probably one of the most obvious ones uh, when you're thinking about family is actually marriage. Right. It changes everything. Creating a family. (laughs) That's a pretty big transition when you think about it. When you have two partners coming together, um, you know, they're bringing their finances together, whatever it is. That's a pretty big transition. And uh, if anybody's ever gone through premarital counseling, they recognize, man, there's a lot that's happening. Or, or as a client said to me once, um, when, when you first wake up the next morning after your wedding day, you realize how much has really changed mm-hmm. in that point in that point in time. So marriage is certainly uh, a, a really big, um, life transition and, uh, one that has a big impact on, on your finances as well. And probably the first one that comes to mind, but there, there are others, uh, hate to go to the other side of it, but divorce can be another one or separation. Yep. Uh, I don't know just as pe- impactful, very impactful, uh, not financially, but even just the stress around that as well. Now I'm not saying we're going to put divorce on your financial lifelines <laughs> and map it out as to, Hey, I'm going to prepare this date, for this. On this date and this month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and this is how much I'm going to need to make that happen. But, but divorce is again, one of those things that, uh, you know, you want to make sure that that is a big impact on the transitions as you have in your life. So, but there's other ones again, that are tougher to, to recognize could be a loss of a spouse. That's a transition that Mm -hmm. you would go to. Let's go back to the positive side. Let's, uh, you know, expecting a child or starting a family that way. Um, but not just child, but child care. It's also another big transition that people have to go through when they realize, okay, it's time to head back to work. And We've got the the expenses around childcare. So again, that's one of those things that we would build into the financial lifelines. We can pretty much put a date on that mm-hmm. and know the financial impact. So we want to be prepared for that sort of thing. Um, for others, uh, it could be special needs child. Uh, some situations there that uh, require uh, you know transition throughout lifetime. Um, your adult children getting married. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that our, our family's uh, heading into. So we want to uh, prepare for that and, and have those conversations with our, with our adult children as to, well, how much is mom and dad going to, you know, fork out for this wedding and, and are we prepared to do that? So, um, and how so, much longer are they going to live in the basement, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> Get out. So whatever that might look like. Um, uh, so yeah. Uh, but then the other opposite of, or the other side of that is preparing for being an empty nester as mm-hmm. well. That's another transition that people go through and and uh and some of these transitions you might say okay well our expenses are going to change then because we're not helping to fund adult children at our home or whatever so one of the things that we need to consider with financial lifelines is that um the finances the cash flow or whatever can be added to our cash flow or the the, the transition could be could add to our cash flow, but it could also take away, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think of child care expenses, yeah, that's taking away of our cash flow. We want to prepare for that. But empty nesters the other way. Hey, it's not costing as much to uh, manage this home. What do we do with those extra things as well? So uh, um, yeah, we, we could be reclo- re- relocating. We want to move homes. Uh, we want to educate our kids, post-secondary education, college, university. Lots of transitions that are under that family side. Mm-hmm. 
And and again, the what you touched on a little bit is again adding adding costs, subtracting costs, right? And and again, trying to map that out. So again, goes back to that bucket conversation of how much do we need coming in? How much do we know is going to be going out or do we think is going to be going out um, so that we can adequately prepare and have strategies in place to, to take care of each of those transitions along the way. So then uh, the next one that we typically look at um, on behalf of our clients is health. And again, a harder one to kind of put some dates around, yep. or it's it's one of those ones that you don't necessarily want to say, "Hey, I'm going to need a leave of absence on this in this year or something like that." But but kind of one of the growing, um, I don't know if I want to call it a burden or a concern, but is is the aging population, and and again, a lot of people now are having parents that are living a lot longer, and again, now parents are starting to move back into. Um, houses with that if they need additional care they need additional support um, we're starting to see that a little bit more and again that's not something people always think about is taking care of your aging parents as they get older um, and kind of again that responsibility flipping backwards to where, where it's been historically um, in that relationship and and again how do you prepare for that and 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 again that's that's kind of one of those conversations that starts to be looking at both households, right? As from from mom and dad's perspective, what are if we need more care, what are we doing um, to prepare for that or those potential expenses? But from the kids' perspective, again, do we need to be considering something that'll impact our own finances as well um, in order to better support or um, have more time available, whatever it might be, based on on whatever the scenario is. Yeah, it's certainly not an issue of of more expense only, like oh the cost. But there's also the well, I I can't work as much because mm-hmm. I'm looking after my aging parents. So that's actually a loss of income on the other side as right. well. And then the other thing I've seen actually is not just aging parents or grandparents, but aunts and uncles. Mm. I've seen more and more people. Uh, oh, I have to look after my aunt and uncle because there's nobody else around to look after them, right. sort of thing. Um, and so it doesn't just extend within your own family, but you sometimes have to look out of your your immediate family and look at the extended family as well. Right. And and again, kind of related to that is also, again, if, if you have a, a child or a spouse that has special health care needs or something like that. Right. Um, and again, having having things in place to be able to to adapt as needed, to to adjust as needed. Um, and again, trying to map that out. Again, it's not something that is necessarily easy to map out because again, we don't know when some of these things are gonna happen. But again, having those discussions is kind of that starting point that, hey, you know what, yeah, this is something that, you know what, yeah, I think I am gonna need to, to have a strategy in place or a plan in place um, to potentially deal with that. Hopefully I don't ever have to execute that plan. Um, but, uh, but if, if that is the case, then, Hey, we, we're prepared when we get there. Yeah. All right. So that's family and health. Yeah. And then the next one we'll take a look at is actually around work. Right. And work is actually probably more important today than it has been in the past. So if you think about, um, you know, a generation or two behind us, people had the same career. <laughs> you said us like we're in the same generation. <laughs> <laughs> we're close enough. That's why I went back a couple of generations. But 
but back then people had the same career for 40, 50 years or mm-hmm. whatever they, that was working years today, people are changing careers more often. So changing careers more often today, which is totally fine, but that is a transition, right? And for that sure. has an impact uh, on your financials. Again, it could be a plus or a minus. So uh, there's a lot around the, the topic of work in regards to transition. So career changes, uh, job losses. Some people kind of know that a company might be winding down and eventually their job's going to go away. Or, or have seasonal kind of hiring. So they know, hey, I know I get laid off at this time of year. I know I'm back this time of year. Yeah. Or sometimes you can see that a company's restructuring. Mm -hmm, Uh, I mm -hmm. can kind of see the writing on the wall. We've had conversations like that with clients as well. But even if you're, you know, if you own your own business, maybe you're expanding your business, maybe you're winding it down a little bit, uh, maybe you're acquiring another business. Mm -hmm. So uh, lots of transitions that can occur there as well. Um, Maybe you're selling a business eventually at some point of time. And then something that we're seeing a little bit more uh, lately, and we've talked about this uh, already, but, you know, people taking a sabbatical from work um, or people saying, you know what, I'm going to back off on work right now, get some retraining and then go into a different field. So all of those are transitions that we need to consider on just those working years. Right. And then again, kind of what flows naturally out of the work conversation is the retirement conversation, right? Most people would kind of lump those two together, I would argue, like, oh, work, retirement, it's the same thing. But again, we've already, we've talked about how different retirement is starting to look for people. And and again, now we're looking more at kind of that phasing into retirement or downshifting into retirement. And again, what does that look like? Am I, am I going to take 10 years to retire um, and slowly go down four days a week, three days a week? Um, because again, going back to those several generations, like, when they stopped working, well, my grandfather, that was his last day of working ever, right? And, right? and then he collected his pension, which, again, you don't see a lot of pensions unless you're a government or a city employee anymore. So it's, it's preparing for whatever retirement looks like in each person's individual circumstance. And then knowing, hey, when are we going to start CPP and OAS? When are we going to start withdrawing off of our savings? When are we going to start a potential pension? Um, All of these things kind of factor into all of those different transitions um, that, again, we need to kind of map out and have a good idea of of where it is you're you're looking to land and how you're looking to land um, so that we can start again mapping out a lot of that that cash flow discussion when it comes to the actual planning yeah lots around retirement i know our profession tends to focus just on retirement oh yeah uh, but it, it is a big one but it's not the only one so that's what yeah. we need to kind of keep in mind there are other financial ones as well similar to retirement that you know kind of maybe kind of fit in their own category like you know somebody was looking to sell their house or downsize or or purchase a new home Mm -hmm. maybe they want to upsize and need something bigger Um, maybe they've experienced a a significant loss in the past or or they've received a a big gift Mm -hmm. uh, an inheritance as an example those are kind of those one-off kind of um, financial transitions that we have to kind of consider Um, home renovations might fall into that as well or a major purchase or a major trip, those types of things that, you know, similar to the bucket that we've talked about in pre- previous uh, episodes is kind of those one-off events that we want to make sure that we're prepared for as well that have a financial impact and then are, they are truly a transition as well. Right. And then kind of lastly, and the one that I would probably argue gets forgotten or 
maybe ignored is the is the better word for mm -hmm. for most people um, especially I would say for a lot of financial planners is kind of the giving or charitable side of um, what it is you'd like to accomplish so um, again a lot what we're seeing a lot now is again parents helping millennial children with home purchases right we all know where the housing market is at and, and how difficult it can be to get into that market. And so again, that kind of go, that is, that's a transition again for both households of, hey, from mom and dad's perspective, can, do we have enough to, to help out our kids and to give them a gift or whatever it might be to help them get into, into the housing market or whatever, again, the, mm -hmm. the gift may be for. And then from, you just mentioned it, like an inheritance or, or an unexpected windfall from, from the kid's perspective. And what do we do with this? How do we be good stewards? Um, and, and what's the best approach to take with that? But, but it also goes beyond that. It goes to kind of your estate giving goals or your, um, again, maybe you're looking at creating a bit more of a legacy through a foundation or through um, some sort of giving program or scholarship or something. So again, kind of looking at a little bit of those bigger picture giving charitable um, ideas and ideals that again, kind of go back to what it is you believe in and what are your values and what's your philosophy and how, how would you like to see that carried forward go as well? So, so now what I'd like to do in our, in our last couple minutes here is just um, actually take a little bit of a, a personal approach and, um, and I think to start off, I'll ask you, um, what are like a couple transitions that, again, you've either, either been through or again, are on your timeline? Cause I know we've both gone through this activity ourselves. Like, um, so what is it, what are some of those things that are, that are on your financial lifelines that have been maybe the most impactful or the ones you're most looking forward to, um, from, from this point forward? Yeah, I'll do one that's kind of in the past and then one that's kind of current. Um, the past one was the big decision to start our own business in the financial planning world. So um, worked in the banking industry for about seven years between 1991 and 1998. And that's when my Laurie and I decided that, okay, that's it. We're, we're going to go independent here and start our own financial planning uh, business. That was a big step of faith. Uh, you, you went from a, a steady paycheck to no paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, and you're you know, trying to drum up uh, business and, and connect with people and provide advice and, and get paid for it at the same time. So um, that was a big transition. Uh, big adjustment to everything from our financial budget to our cash flow. We, we already had one child and at, we didn't know it at the time, but the second one was on his way uh, <laughs> about a year later, actually, after we made that decision. So that was a big, big transition, mm -hmm. a lot of faith, um, a lot of, lot of cash flow planning. Uh, what can we afford? What can't we afford? How do we prioritize our spending? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, how do we grow business at the same time? Big, big transition but one that was very rewarding as well. We had a lot more uh, freedom as a family. Uh, we, we, um, it wasn't necessarily easy, but there was just so many benefits of doing that at the same time. And I mean, we wouldn't be here doing this podcast today if it wasn't for that, uh, that transition. 
Fair enough. Yes. And so then you mentioned another one that you're going through now, and I have a feeling I might know which which one you're going to uh, bring up. But it might be related not. to what you think. So you're probably thinking about a marriage coming up. I was. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually, and that is true. But actually, I'm going to step back one little bit, and that is, uh, our children are adult children mm-hmm. now, and so we feel that we've got this kind of this runway of of doing some significant family trips together, just the five of us, uh-huh. until they're all kind of spread out and doing their own thing, and so. So we feel that we've got this window of opportunity to do kind of these family impact travel together, spend spend some quality time together as a family before everybody kind of takes off. So again, that has a big family impact, mm-hmm. has a big personal impact, but it does impact our fan finances as well. So we've got to kind of work that in where it's where what where's it going to come from, how much are we going to spend, where we're going to go, all of those types of things. But that was a decision that, you know, Lori and I made that we felt was important for our family to have these opportunities, have these moments together before that kind of that window of opportunity closes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fantastic. And yeah, you, I, I was kind of torn between that and the wedding come, that will be coming up. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure which direction you were going to go. Um, yeah, so from from my perspective, I mean, again, I've I've got two young kids at home, so like mm-hmm. there's the obvious uh like 7 years married now, um 3-year-old and a 3 well, almost 4-year-old and a 2-year-old at home. Um so I think again from the family perspective, those have been some pretty substantial transitions that we've gone through over the last number of years. We moved in that time frame right. as well. Um, but, um, kind of the, I would say one of the more formulative transitions, if, if you want to look at it like that, um, has actually been on the career side. So again, you already kind of referenced it. Like today, it's not uncommon for people to hop between jobs and careers. And, and again, it's been no different from my perspective. I mean, I actually started out as a financial advisor straight out of school, uh, did that for two years. Um, then you know, I was like, you know what, at the time, this is just way too salesy for me. Um, and that's, the, you probably remember those days in for the sure. early 2000s. Um, and so then went, and that's when I started getting into the accounting a little bit more. And again, I, I hopped around a couple of jobs to kind of try to figure out what I actually liked doing. And and I I... I made some good decisions. I made some bad decisions, right? It's part of the, the learning process. Um, and again, I, the the transitions I went through weren't necessarily easy. And again, during the financial crisis of 2008 and nine, and even going into 2010, like I was unemployed for a large portion of that because it was really difficult to, I voluntarily lost a job right before <laughs> that right. happened. Yeah. Um, because I just wasn't something I really loved doing and then couldn't find a job doing anything for a while. Um, but that is kind of what led me back into, again, a bit more on the accounting side and gave me the opportunity to um, find an employer that I actually really, really enjoyed working for. They were really supportive of my education. So kind of going back to that education piece. Um, so I worked all day, went back and did my CPA and evenings and weekends. Um, and then that opened up a lot of doors from that point 
forward. And again, it's only because of, of that that you and I ended up meeting when I was working on the accounting side. And and again, is, is one of the other reasons why we're, we're standing in the same room right. recording this yeah. today, right? Um, so again, there was the, the transitions weren't easy. Like it was, it wasn't a great couple of years there, but Mm -hmm. it all kind of factored into kind of where, what I was trying to plan around throughout that process. Cause it always comes kind of coming back, back to, okay, well now I know I've got to pay these bills, so I've got to do something. And then, but I know what my longer term goal is. And how do I continue to work towards that, right? Even if it's not necessarily the path I envisioned or wanted to take, I still kind of had that end in mind and that that goal in mind of what I wanted to do so that it gave me that motivation to slog through some jobs I didn't necessarily enjoy because I knew it would get me where I needed to go in the long run. Um, so, so that was more, I mean, I would argue less, I mean, it had some pretty big financial impacts because I, I walked out of a few of those unemployed <laughs> sessions with some hefty amounts of debt, but it also instilled that, Hey, you know what, as long as I know what I'm working towards, I know I can do it. I can get through it and, and it'll be worth it in the long run type right. of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and again, it kind of goes back to the going out on your own and taking that unknown and and working towards a goal right mm-hmm. um yeah obviously again like i said the kids the the marriage the moving like all of those family kind of ones we talked about right um that had a pretty substantial financial impact on us and and again that you alluded to it earlier it was the with laura and i was understanding how each other thought about money right and finances and and we were brought up differently and we had different opinions and so going through some of these tools that we have together kind of led to some very interesting conversations between the two of us um, as far as, again, what did we want to do for the kids? How did we want to save? Where where did we want to save and for what, right? right. Um, so by going through the this process just even together kind of opened up a lot of conversations as well. Um, and again, not just financial conversations. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. lifelines, financial lifelines, uh, it, it forces us to consider what's important um, and, and what is significant uh, in our lives as opposed to just focusing on the money. Right. right? Or what's, what's around the corner. Or what's right. A, right. <laughs> like, you know, the, probably the, the best example I can give is, is people thinking about retirement you know, well, I'll wait to see what I can afford when I get there. Well, that's the, that's that's backwards, mm-hmm. right? We we sh- we shouldn't necessarily let money dictate to us what life is going to be like. We for sure. money is a tool to us. So, what what financial lifelines does for clients and does for our relationship with clients, it helps us to kind of focus on how do we help them get the best or the best parts of life for them and be prepared for that um, and because money is is there to serve us not us to serve money and that's where things kind of get messed up so instead of just focusing on what somebody else's definition of success is you get to kind of write your own mm-hmm. um, by l- mapping out the possibilities of what is coming down the road through these financial transitions or life transitions so it's really trying to put that 
quality before the quantity um, in those discussions as we kind of manage our manage clients' assets in, in a way that improves their life. And ultimately, what it does is it gives people that two things, peace of mind, which is so easy to say, but it's actually, there's yep. a lot of truth to that for because sure. they know the things that are coming mm-hmm. and they know that they're on track for that. Or there's a plan in place. There's to a plan in place it, for right? it. And then uh, coupled with that, you know, equally is the confidence. Yep. Like if we can give people financial confidence or confidence about their future, about the decisions that they're making, um, then that, that is so valuable. And that's what Financial Lifelines provides for us. Thanks for tuning in to Your Life and Money. We hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at advice-first.ca. Remember, financial planning is about more than just money. It's about living the life you want. So take some time to reflect on your goals and priorities and let us help you create a plan that aligns with your vision for the future. We'll be back with more stories, insights, and strategies to help you get the most out of your money and your life. Until then, take care and keep planning for the life you deserve. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.